0: A bit of a text come through today about the passing of Ted Hopkins. Jared uh, Whateley had a chat about it earlier today. Tony DeBolfo, Carlton historian, has also been good enough to join me. One of the legends of the game and his 1970 grand final stuff of footy folklore. A lot of people listening to this show would have heard the name Ted Hopkins but might not necessarily know the story. Let's talk to a man who knows the story deeply. Tony, great to have you on the program. Thanks for joining me. Lovely to hear your voice, Twain. Thanks very much. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those stories that does need to be told, and we'll get told forever.
1: Absolutely, Dwayne, and and to think, you know, that the the the, the coach that masterminded the Hopkins uh, move, Ron Barassi, also died recently, no longer with us, and and now, of course, uh, the game has lost perhaps its most famous bench warmer, uh, uh, Dwayne uh, Ted Hopkins. Came off the bench in the, uh, just uh, before the first bounce in the third quarter of the 1970 grand final. Carlton 44 points behind its arch foe Collingwood, and effectively was the catalyst behind uh, the greatest comeback in grand final history. Um, kicked the first two goals of the third quarter in a in a period where I think the Blues banged on something like seven goals in 10 minutes to effectively turn the game on its on its ear, and uh, of course. Uh, What people forget is that particular game was Ted's 28th and penultimate game of league football. He fronted up for the opening game of 1971 against North Melbourne at Arden Street and then basically walked away from the game, um, uh, Dwayne, I I think in his 21st year. So um,
0: a big decision to make, but maybe he'd achieved it all by then, football. It is an amazing story. So not a regular 18 player comes on, has that kind of impact. Why... Why did he give it away so early, Tony? There's talk that he you know, went holidaying or skiing. I'm not sure what the real story is. Well, yes, Duane he's a, he was a man of
1: many parts. He was, uh, before his football career, he was actually a national water skiing champion. But he also, at, at the age of 21, as I said, decided to walk away from football to embark on a, uh, on a career as a, um, as a park ranger at Falls Creek, um, <laughs> a, a completely different environment to the one he'd experienced as a league footballer, but I, I turned up an interesting uh, article that a gentleman named Peter Foot uh, posted on on the social networks, uh, where, where he was interviewed by Michelle Grattan of the age of 1971, and he was actually asked that question, um, and he said a drawback of being a football hero is that people tend to think of you in terms of football rather than for your personality. Um, He said, you're a a footballer and you're not a person. And he said, that's because football so dominates Victorian culture. So he was a a man who thought about his place in the world. And, uh, you know, to to give up the game at 21, you know, obviously... Requires a fair degree of conviction, but in, in walking away from the game, he, he opened the door to so many other um, uh, opportunities in his life. He was a, you know, a, a, I think a qualified economist. Um, he was a conservationist. Um, he was a poet, uh, an, an author, a publisher, and of course, he was uh, probably remembered more recently as the founder of Champion Data, uh, which is, you know, the statistical arm. Um, of the AFL that's just now a, a given in the game. So he achieved so much in his, in his 74 years, Dwayne, that's for sure.
0: So when did he know that the analytics was... Did How how did he think that analytics was going to be something in the world sport, let alone AFL, that we'd all try to chew over and it was the new thing?
1: It's a really good question, Dwayne. I, I don't fully know the answer, but I know that, it, that, it, that he came around in that regard, uh, towards the end of Ray Young's time as statistician in the game. Uh, and I, I think he probably felt he could advance the game further. I, I, I think before Ted Hopkins came along, no one had heard of loose ball gets or clangers yes. or anything like that. So I think I think he just, just thought that he could take the statistical, you know, analytical side of the game a little bit, bit further. And um, I know part of it probably had to do with a, a conversation he had with some of his old teammates about... Um, the, the second half uh, propensity to handball that was, you know, so much considered the feature of the 1970 grand final, but um, I think Ted, in, in analysing that game, determined that uh, that it wasn't so much handball that, that changed that caused the, the gun. It was just Barassi's um, propensity to get the players to play off at all costs, however, whatever it took, whether by hand or foot. But um, but I, I always think he he had a deep interest in the game and he thought a lot about the game, even if he felt that. You know, he didn't He didn't really need the adulation that went with it.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure that it's been, for everybody's thinking, uh, a good thing to have so much analytics, Tony, but it's certainly, I think, been a good thing. And it's great to have you on. How are your Blues going, by the way? Are they going to be all right this year? Is this the year coming up? Uh, w- w- well, look, we, we, we uh, I'm certainly optimistic about the team's chances, Dwayne.
1: Um, it was such an exciting finish to the season. It's been a long time coming. You know, for so many years I'd get home and the kids would say to me, who did we lose to today, Dad? Uh, So it's lovely to see the team, you know, come back hard. And I know the boys are hungry. um, So it's going to be an exciting year, that's for sure.
0: You loving the game as much as ever?
1: Absolutely, Dwayne. There's no other game in town, is there?
0: (laughs) It's evolved a bit while you've been watching it, Tony. It's changed a bit. It has,
1: uh, you know, for the better of, uh, in some part, not so in others. Um, it gets harder to hold a conversation in the outer with a person next year and, uh, between goals these days, Duane. But being a traditionalist, you know, I'm <laughs> perhaps a little bit uh, reluctant to embrace changes some others might. But uh, no, what a great game it is.
0: I like it. Less music between goals and uh, maybe turn the the audio <laughs> down of the ground announcer. I'm with you on that. I think plenty of people would be with you on that. But um, that the... The growth of the game has been phenomenal, hasn't
1: it? It has indeed, it, Look, it's still a great game to watch, and um, and it's exciting, and um, to see the you know the, the rebirth of the Blues. I, I, I've been sport in life, Wayne, like a lot of car supporters, in my vintage. I've seen successes along the way, but as I tell people, the next Premiership, when it comes along, will be the greatest of them all, of them all because it would have been the hardest earned. That's mm. for sure.
0: Yeah, nice call. Hey, great to hear your voice, Tony. Um, we'll catch up with the footy sometime, but I appreciate you jumping on to tell us a little more about Ted Hopkins, who has passed a real, away.
1: A real pleasure, Dwayne. Many thanks.
0: Tony DeBolfo, Carlton historian, long-time journo, one of those that uh, was part of a, a regime of Juno's back in those days who gave me a start, and uh, you've got to start somewhere, and you've got to remember those who helped you on the way up. Tony DeBolfo, one of those, Carlton historian after the passing of... Ted Hopkins, the legend from the 1970 grand final.